Hello and welcome to Chamber Chatter, the official podcast of the Menominee Area Chamber and Visitor Center. And today we are focusing on the Visitor Center side of the chamber. On the last episode, you heard from Jim Anderson, of course, a local celebrity. Sammy and I were just talking off the cuff. Everybody knows Jim. Like we've all been involved in Jim's life and he's been involved in ours in some way everyone everyone in Menominee knows Jim and it's very funny because everyone embraces Jim and he's he's such a a breath of fresh air to have in the room and he's so involved in everything and he's so positive and we he is a celebrity and we love him for that he's a local celebrity (laughs) and he has been a huge champion for tourism in our community he absolutely has, and um, we were just talking about how long he's been on the county board, and we served on the fair board together, and so there's a lot of those connections that have been made with Jim previously, but then he also, as part of his county board responsibilities, was the chair of the Community Resources and Tourism Commission, or committee, um, and he has done some great strides in trying to get rural broadband um, and working on the tourism aspect of the county. And so, yeah, he's been a he's been a fantastic tourism partner. Um, and as you know, we rely on those partners every single day. Every uh, day. Every day we rely on our partners to um, kind of help and, and guide the tourism industry here in Menominee and the chamber. Honestly, there's lots of activities that um, the chamber does and we, we work on those together with our partners. So um, he's a great partner to have in Menominee, that's for sure. So as you heard, listeners, we have Tammy Simon with us here again today. Her voice sounds familiar, uh, frequent guest, obviously, on Chamber Chatter here and, and helps facilitate our, our tourism podcast aspects. Um, but Tammy, thanks again for joining us today. We really wanted to talk about tourism in general. So obviously, we have had episodes that talk a little bit about different niche areas of the tourism, mm-hmm. but there are just some burning things that the community just doesn't know that we do. Right. or how we do it, or how it's funded, or who participates in that. And it was funny because Jolene, a few episodes ago, um, our current board chair and, and Ryan Martin, our past board chair, they were talking about, oh, yeah, well, the chamber, they're just the ones that make some of those things happen that nobody recognizes that it's us that do it. Um, and one of those were like the, the street banners. When you're driving down the street, there's the, right. the welcome to Menominee. And, and um, so every few years we switch those out depending on kind of what the feel is in the community at that time. But um, from a tourism aspect, let's start from the top. Where do you get the money to do the things? <laughs> um, it's very funny because before I took this position, I was in that same boat. Things just happen. Who's Some doing that? guy at the city makes a decision and it just happens. Like we snap our fingers. And, and that couldn't be more true, honestly, because we are so involved in what happens. But so the tourism... Um, I am the tourism manager for for the chamber. We hold the contract for tourism in the city of Menominee. So the money actually comes from people when they stay at a hotel, they pay taxes. Those taxes go to the city and the city pays out 70% of those taxes to remarket the city of Menominee to bring more tourists in. It's a giant circle, a circle nobody, I mean, I would never have imagined it existed. No. So that pool of money, um, the, the city contracts with the chamber to be good stewards of that pool of money and market the city to bring people back in. Um, I've In this position, I've had so many people say, well, I don't see what you're doing. That's Great, we're doing our job. Point. That's the point. <laughs> but so, they do. They do see They do see some of what you're doing. They right. just maybe don't attribute it to... Yeah. So again, the banners, the the fireworks in town, we've we've sponsored the fireworks for a couple of years. Um, but what we do is we take those funds and we use them to market Menominee. Um, and 
there are a lot of things that we do from um, social media to search engine optimization to ads on Google to some print advertisements to podcasts to discover Wisconsin videos. So there's a lot of aspects to what we do. Um, and I think the, the mix that we're in right now is we're kind of hitting that sweet spot. We know where we're targeting and we know who's coming to Menominee now. So when we do spend those marketing dollars to bring people into Menominee, we market that hour and a half to three hours away. We want to get people from the Minneapolis area, Green Bay, Wausau, Superior, Madison, Milwaukee, even Chicago. We have a lot of people that come up through Menominee for, for visits up north and we want them to stop and stay a little while. And um, one of my favorite things to say is like Menominee doesn't have everything. We know that, but there's always something for everyone here. Like you are not going to come to Menominee and find something that you don't enjoy. Close driving distance. It's close driving distance to the cities. A car right away. To, absolutely. Like even even the famous you know up north Wisconsin. We're kind of we're <laughs> Chicago real close to thinks that. we're up north. They do. Chicago think we thinks up we're north, up north. But... Uh, although the rest of the world seems to as well, because when I'm traveling, people are like, "Oh, are you from Canada?" And I'm like, yeah. "I don't think we sound like we're from I Canada." Think so. we I think the do. movie Fargo ruined that for us. Yes, Fargo was a. The, the it's the dialect that we have and the <laughs> accent, which I don't think I really have. But when I go down south, they're like, where are you from? We carry well, the O's. We do. We carry the O's. Menominee. Ope. Ope. <laughs> yeah, um, ope. So, but, but those dollars that you're talking about, right, they have a very specific purpose. And that's by state statute. Like yes. there are regulated purposes for those funds that we have to f- adhere to. Right, right. And by state statute, those funds must go back into marketing the city. Um, and so in the last year, um, I'm going to share some numbers with you because they're, they're fun for me now. Um, <laughs> now, now they never used to be, but, um, so the, the state of Wisconsin, our, our travel, actually our, our travel arm of the state of Wisconsin has done some great things as far as advertising and marketing of the state of Wisconsin. Um, so we've been able to partner with them on some things, um, like our radio show that we did interviews on. We do some um, social media advertising on that. But by doing that, Wisconsin has stayed ahead of the curve on tourism. We are breaking tourism records from 2019. So before pandemic, we were breaking records at that point. We had the pandemic where it seemed like the whole world kind of shut down. Now we're coming out of that and we are skyrocketing right out of the pandemic. Area states are not. And that is because we have such a strong tourism and travel department in the state of Wisconsin. Um, last year, I can I can say now because we have final numbers in, we were 5% above occupancy rate, was 5% higher than 2019. And 2019 really was that record number. Yeah. Right. So when we benchmark things, we actually, you'll, you'll hear us oftentimes refer to 2019 because that was the record year. Right. We were already, uh, you know, on the trajectory to be record setting in the tourism industry and then everything shut down, but we're coming out of it stronger. We are, we obviously are um, kind of bouncing back, but we are coming out of it stronger, whether it be through relationships that we built with other tourism entities or relationships that we built with the state, not only the the state of Wisconsin, but the city of Menominee is coming back. So um, we're excited to say that. We're excited to know that people are finding um, this area as a getaway because it absolutely is. Again, everything's not here, 
but it's within a short driving distance. But there's something for everyone here. There's, there's, if you want to go outside, go outside. We have so many opportunities to do that. So many eco activities. Yes. We have, um, right now we're partnering with fun and, well, we're doing fun and done partnering with the Menominee Health Department. Um, And they contacted us and said, you know, we really want to have activities for people. And so we are working with them to promote fun and done. They are really organized the whole thing, but we're promoting it um, with them through Explore Menominee. And so if you go out and you do something fun, in the winter, whether it be ice skating at Wolski Bay or sledding or tubing or or going to the library and reading a book or playing cards with a friend or just going on a walk, if you take a picture and you submit it, um, we we publish those pictures and then we also give a prize once a week for somebody who submitted a picture. You would not believe the creativity in some people. I'm, I'm going to submit a picture of me scraping my windshield. Yes, this like, is so fun. <laughs> I'm a- <laughs> I'm out having fun. No, but I, I mean, that's the thing is, it, and part of your push from a tourism aspect is focusing in on there is fun and done. There is, there is fun in the winter in Wisconsin. And I joke about scraping the windshield. It's it's just the reality of life. Mm-hmm. But you have to learn to embrace that. And I think that people in our community really are living and embracing that. Uh, you know, we're, we're snowmobilers, you know this. Mm-hmm. So we get out there and that's kind of the extent of it. I, I don't play the ice hockey or ice fishing. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I've told you, you need to take me out on the lake because that's, those activities are huge here, but people really learn to live in the season and, and embrace it and enjoy it. And that becomes a generational thing for us. It absolutely then. does. I mean, if you don't really, if you don't embrace the seasons here and, and just decide that you're going to figure out a way to be happy um, when it's, you know, 17 degrees below zero, it's a long winter. And that, I mean, we, we come, I come from a place where my family is ice fished from day one. My grandma used to take us out ice fishing. So that's been a fun thing that we do with our family. Um, if you look out on Lake Minoman right now, there is a giant fishing shack village out there. That's and describe it. Yeah. And, yeah. and, Right now is the season where just about every single Saturday, there's a fishing tournament. Um, there's free fishing for kids. There's the fishing game in town. Just had a tournament last weekend and kids could come in for a, a like a clinic on how they can ice fish. And there's a gentleman who goes out on the lake on Saturdays. And if you come up, he, he partners with the fishing um, business in town. And they give out tackle and rods to kids who come up. And, and it's really kind of nurturing that generational activity because those generations tend to stay here in this area. Yeah. So um, I'm not a snowmobiler. I don't like things that go fast. I think I've, I've mentioned that several times before, but I am fine with sitting on the lake in a warm shack fishing. Even if you don't have a warm shack, you see people out there. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. in, in all spectrums of ice fishing, you will see the person sitting on a turned upside down five gallon bucket that they're gonna, then gonna carry their fish home in at the end of the day out in the elements with a giant smile on their face, many times a beer in their hand, mm-hmm. um, just having a good time. Right. And and we have to just learn to do that because summer is coming and spring is coming. But until then, you have to find things not just for your physical health, 
but your mental well-being to keep you happy during the winter because winter is such a time where you could um you know your mental health suffers in the winter we know this and that's one of the things one of the reasons we partnered with the health department is their focus is really making sure people are getting out and doing things for their positive mental health so that's a really exciting partnership that we hadn't done before and um i'm excited to be working with them because i honestly i learned so much through this process so um and and on a side note, um, back to numbers, we're able to get some user-generated content. So we can actually use pictures of people doing things in Menominee because we really do get out and do those crazy things. So Tammy, time out on that. Mm-hmm. User-generated content. Yes. Tourism lingo. Yes. Explain what that is. It's tourism social media lingo. So. I can go to the Devil's Punch Bowl and I can take a picture and it's beautiful and it's fun. But if you don't have somebody in it enjoying themselves, it's not really an attractive picture. So what we've been doing and what what the tourism industry does, um, you'll find people doing fam tours, so familiarity tours of locations, and people will go there. They'll take pictures of themselves doing things. They'll submit them with kind of a blog story. Um, And then that's user-generated content for us. That's not content we're having to go out and develop. It's actually people coming here, enjoying themselves, experiencing what Menominee has to offer, taking pictures, writing blogs, writing stories. And then sharing. Sharing it so that, that we experience. all go viral. I mean, that's it's social media, which changes every day, but um, it's one of the things we're doing now to keep up with change. But it makes sense though, right? If, if, if I am going to a new brewery, I want to hear what people liked. Okay, mm-hmm. I like Guinness. So if I'm going to this brewery, I want to know other people who like Guinness or a dark beer, what do they want to drink while they're there? Right. And I think we have become, a, we are a society that looks for the gratification of reviews and mm-hmm. word of mouth is still the best marketing. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I know we do a bunch of marketing in other ways, but word of mouth is still great marketing. And that's really what user generated content is. You have somebody who can actually vet that experience for you and you see them having fun and it becomes contagious. Absolutely. If I see somebody who takes a great picture of a, you know, like you said, a, a great beer at a place in town, I'm going to go there and I'm going to try it because they referred us. Basically, it's a referral in that partnership. They yeah. referred you there to do that. So I think um, user-generated content is not a new word for lots of us in the marketing industry, but um, it really has been instrumental, especially if we want to go back and talk about COVID, especially during that COVID period, because yep. people were outside doing things and sharing what they're doing because they couldn't talk to anybody face-to-face. So um, we're, we're kind of building on that and using it and actually showcasing those those pictures and those activities. And I think it's become more prevalent now with different modes of social media. You know, you hear the word influencer mm-hmm. and you and you that they're they're user generating content, right? They right. may be doing that as as a career or they may be TikTok famous, um, like my dogs. Yeah. Um, but that user generated content has always been there. But I think the the new influencers have taken it to a different level than we've seen before. Absolutely. Um, so we actually are partnering well, I, partnering, we're, we're going to be a part of TBEX, which is a, a travel bloggers um, conference that's coming to Eau Claire this summer. Super exciting. Um, we basically are going to have a ton of travel writers coming to Eau Claire and experience, experiencing the Chippewa Valley, which is phenomenal for the tourism industry. But that's exactly what they're doing. These are influencers who are coming to experience what we've got going on here and then they're going to share it on their social media they're going to share it on their marketing medium and 
that's going to get the word out for us that you need to come to the Chippewa Valley. So those partnerships, again, our tourism partners with Visit Eau Claire have been um, super supportive of us. And, and we, we appreciate like being able to kind of learn from them, but also be a part of this travel bloggers experience. So um, that's, that's a huge thing coming up this summer, and I'm very excited about it. And we'll have influencers from everywhere, basically right in Eau Claire, right and, next door. And even in Menominee. Right. Like they're, they're, they're coming this way. Our friends at Visit Eau Claire definitely wanted to make sure that we were included in that aspect. Right. We do have a tour planned here, so they'll be able to go and visit um, Lucette Brewery. They'll be able to go visit Brewery Nonick. They'll be able to stop at the Ellsworth Cheese Factory or the Ellsworth Cooperative Creamery and get some, some cheese because that's what we're known for, But um, and possibly a stop at the Mabel. So we're planning a day for them, and they can choose to come and spend the day in Menominee. So that, again, that's user-generated content that they provide for us, and it is a point of view that we can't provide. We know how great Menominee is. We need somebody else to come in and see it and then provide that viewpoint. So, Tammy, earlier you were saying by the numbers we are 5% higher in, in tourism than we were in 2019. Right. So what does that translate to? Like, what, what does that additional 5% feel and look like here in the Menominee area? So an additional 5%, that means we've had 5% more people visiting the area than we did in 2019. And when I say visiting the area, we know they stayed in hotels. We know that they contributed to our economy. We know that they probably had to eat while they were here. We know that they probably had to get gas and maybe stopped at a grocery store. We know what that's doing is inserting 5% more into our general economy and the economic development here in Menominee. So it's very important um, that we understand that the biggest number we count right now is heads and beds. You'll hear it over and over probably every single time we do a podcast, but heads and beds. If you get heads and beds, you get more income coming in, we get more tax dollars, we get more money. And so um, it's all a very interesting equation, but that 5%, it, it's a big jump. It's 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 monumental. Yeah. I think, you know, it's a, it's a small number, but it's not a small number. Right, right. 5% is not a small number when you're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars of economic development coming to our community. Absolutely. And the interesting thing is when we kind of look at the way we market Menominee and we market Menominee again outside of our area um, but that social media aspect has been key Um, we've introduced some things this last year that make it easier to market Menominee like the sculpture tour Um, we have a grant program you know there's so many things that were kind of are new for the Menominee area but we're even celebrating some of those older things that have been here, like our, our museums and our, our natural spaces. So um, again, that's 5% for tourism, but that also means 5% for economic development as well. So 5% yeah. more people visiting our downtown shops who are all small businesses. So so talk to me about QR codes. So T- Tammy, you've been with the chamber now for a little uh, over a year. Gosh, mm-hmm. it's been a year and a half already. It's been a year and a God, half. Time flies. Uh-huh. Um, but what, one of the ways that we've also increased some of those promotions is obviously COVID. There was kind of that resurgence of QR codes. Mm-hmm. And now you're using QR codes on everything. Why? Right. Well, it was funny because I don't know if you remember, but when I interviewed for the position, they were like, well, how, how are you going to use QR codes? And I actually said. <laughs> I asked you that. Yes. <laughs> are those still a thing? Are those still things? Because they kind of died out for a while, but really they are. So we are in all of our print advertisements. There is a QR code that takes you directly to um, exploremenominee.com. 
obviously we want you at our website. We want you to see the events going on. We want you to see the things that we offer. Um, and it's really given us an opportunity to kind of just jump into people's living rooms when they're looking at something they can scan the QR code in their magazine and it takes them right to the website. We also um, just recently started distributing um, key card inserts for hotels. So if you go to a hotel in Menominee, you're going to get that little folder that has your hotel key card in it. Um, because many hotels don't want um, paper and clutter, free. clutter yeah. laying around, we provided the plastic keys that actually have a a QR code on them that take you directly to exploremenominee.com. So if you're if you're a visitor in Menominee, you get your hotel key, and then there's another card in it, you can just scan that QR code, go right to the website. You can see a PDF version of our destination guide on there. You can see all the events that are happening this weekend. You can see all the cool restaurants you can go to and all the shops. So um, QR codes really have been important because the other thing is they're measurable. We have specific QR codes for lots of things, but I can actually go in and look and say, oh, 17 people scanned this QR code today. And then we can actually correlate that to our marketing dollars, which has been very important for us. Well, and I giggled because obviously, um, <laughs> if any of you have watched the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl that took <laughs> place in 2022, one of the commercials literally was a QR code, Atari style bouncing from top to bottom on the screen. And I'm it like, was? what the heck is that? And I like, I'm trying to catch it. Of course, we have rewind because we're all about the luxury. So I rewind it and I scan it. And I'm like, that was the best darn marketing idea ever. Right. Because it's honestly, I, I don't watch the Super Bowl for football. It's totally the halftime <laughs> in the commercials, which I know I'm not alone in that. But um, that's the one where everybody stood there and was like, like, what, what is, is that? What is going on? And oh, I didn't try to scan the QR code but the oh. next day I googled what was going on yesterday <laughs> I totally so, scanned it yeah. <laughs> but but I you know and, and the thing is is it's made it's made it easy everybody wants right. instant gratification so it makes finding information out easy and that's one of the things that we try to do is we try to make finding that information as easy as possible because we know when it's as easy as possible you're gonna have more time enjoying yourself you're freeing up that time to do the things that you want to when you're visiting our area right and honestly those QR codes are instrumental for a lot of our restaurants in town oh for sure you scan a QR code and get their menu instead of having paper menus so well, it's cutting down on, you know, some of the, we, I think some of those measures were taken because of COVID, COVID and you yeah. don't want anybody touching the menus. So when you go to a restaurant and scan the QR code, there's less paper products the restaurant has to supply. There's less time in delivering menus. And the, and honestly, that helps to reduce cost and helps them to provide better service for us. So those QR codes, I, well, I, I jokingly was like, really, those are a thing? They are very much a thing. So um, we use them regularly in our print media. And and so let, let's talk about that. So print media versus digital. Mm -hmm. So obviously people, they have technology, everything's at their fingertips. The majority of us, I still see some folks who don't have smartphones, um, bless their hearts, you know, because it, right. it, it's it's a whole different ball game when you get one. Um, and now we, the majority of the world has them, but print versus digital media. Mm -hmm. So you, we, we still do a printed destination guide here in Menominee. It's also available digitally. Right. Um, but why one versus the other? Well, the, the biggest, the biggest thing is trackability. Um, when you put an advertisement in a magazine, you can add a QR code to it, but there's no way to track how many people actually look at that magazine. We can track how many are sent out. I can't track right. how many people actually look at that ad. 
Because the majority of those are free, right? Destination guides or visitor guides, they're, mm-hmm. they're free. Right, right. So say if we're, if we're placing an ad in a publication, you know, like in Minnesota or something, it costs money for us to place that ad. And for me to not be able to say, I know that 700 people looked at this ad, it's very difficult for us to do that budgeting and, and money allotment. Um, with digital media, we know exactly, we track everything. We know exactly how many people looked at those ads. We know exactly how many people have come to our webpage. We know how many people have logged into and looked at our um, destination guide online. We can look at those things and understand that those popular items probably need to have a little bit more effort and funds put into them. So yeah, you're tracking it. Right, you, right. You know. Right. So you're being a better steward of those funds too. Absolutely, them. absolutely. What well, a quick quick number story again. When when I first took the position, we were working with the vendor, um, and our cost per contact was approximately ten dollars per contact, which was outrageous, right? It's high. It's super high. Um, and we just did our you know twenty twenty two recap, and our cost per contact in that same area in that same media for our website, um, we're down to about about thirty six cents a contact, which is is well below industry standard. Much better. Much better. Much and better. that was really as a result of Google Ads and some SEO marketing, search engine optimization, um, all those buzzwords that have to do with how to get your name out and how to get in front of people who are going to come visit. So that has been a great change for us. And, and again, we are very much like, if I can't track how many people are looking at it, it's very hard for us to take those funds and, and spend them there. I mean, we are, we are trying to be good stewards of the, the funds. And in order to be doing that, we have to be able to know that people are seeing it. Yeah, and that's our job, right. is to be a good steward of those funds. Absolutely. And and there's some always some misconception about that coming from real estate taxes and city's taxes that people are paying. But those, again, just clarification, that's from visitor taxes. Right. That are passed through the hotels. Right. The, the hotels don't pay that. The You as a citizen, you don't pay that. Really, it comes when somebody pays to stay in a hotel and it's that tax money out of it. The hoteliers don't have to take any extra money out. It's the tax money on that room goes to the city and the city reinvests that in marketing the town. And so then when we can turn around and give those measurables, it's it's determining how high that return is on the investment. Absolutely. Because we're still a business and we want to mm-hmm. make sure that we're being a good steward of those funds and that there is a return on that investment. That really is where those numbers come to play. Right. So one, the numbers that blew people away, you're hosting a tourism gathering twice a year, right. which essentially we're inviting people in. It's very, it's very intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also an intimate setting. So it's not a group of 200 people. It's a, it's a smaller group of folks to where we're talking with them about what those successes look like. Right. And you've started really capturing stories of mm-hmm. what those measurements look like. Can you talk with us a little bit about what that looks like? I can. Um, so the tourism gathering, it, we invite everyone who is involved in tourism in the city of Manama to come and um, we try to put an educational piece with it we'll be concentrating on social media coming up here but I was able to because of the tracking I was able to last year put together numbers and I'll use I, I have two of them right at the top of my head Brewery Nonick which not only do they have my favorite beer in the city but they no shade to the other no amazing absolutely breweries. not no shade I, to the I, other I, I I frequent we them steward all them the time all. <laughs> but um so I, I, it's at top of mind because I've talked with Ryan extensively about it, but the reach that we had in our marketing for them last year was over 12 million. 12 million. 12 million. Like lots of zeros. Yes. 
12 million and that was because we regularly announce events we regularly announce new product we do um, um, we do some marketing with a, a radio show and we mentioned the brewery there so and and again we've done that for Lucette brewery we've, we've done that for Zymergy um, we we actually as a grant sponsor we sponsor the death metal shows that go on at Zymergy brewery there's going to be six to eight death metal shows in Menominee this year with acts from France and Canada like this isn't small small potatoes we have people coming in on their band tour to perform at Zymergy Brewing from France from France from France so that's been a it's really exciting to see that the other one that we've done um that I did do some pretty extensive tracking on is the Wakanda Wonderland for um the museum and we granted them some funds again out of the Explore Menominee grant fund and then we also did some marketing for them and the numbers that we're getting um, are really they just blow me out of the water but we are able to get the information about those events in front of people throughout the state so um, by you know news releases and media releases it's been very helpful in getting that information out on websites news websites all over the state. And the, uh, again, the, there those opportunities, we're granting out some funds, right, mm-hmm. for different special events, activities, community enhancement, different ways with that. But a lot of these promotionals that we're putting out are these mentions, you know, the 12 million plus for Brewery Nonick, they're not paying for that. No. Like that's something that we're just doing because we're promoting tourism in the community. Absolutely. Um, we're we're excited to be able to do that. We're excited to be able to share the, the news about what's going on in the community um, and by sharing on our social channels and by talking about it on the podcast and by um, distributing it in our media stories and um, the radio show. And there's so many ways we can get that word out. And But that's what brings people to town. So what would you say is the number one mistake that people are making, like in in our area or even in other areas? If you're a business or an organization, what is a mistake that you can be making from a tourism aspect Not when it comes to working with your local tourism bureau? It doesn't matter where you are, but if you are not sharing your events with the tourism bureau, you're not doing yourself justice. Um, As the tourism manager, I want to get the word out about the event probably more than you do I and months in advance yeah not not hey we have this thing happening tomorrow please let us know before then right so we actually put it on exploremenominee.com so that audience sees it we publish it on our um in our newsletters we publish it in our um all, all of our podcasts we talk about events so once we know about it we'll we'll broadcast it for you and that's really one of the tools that's been very helpful for us to develop those tours and partnerships is we're not asking for you to pay us to do this but we want to be able to tell people why to come to Menominee yeah and by finding out about your events that's how we do it we get people in town because of the events that go on and because of what Menominee has to offer but we have to know about those things. So that's been the probably the most rewarding part of my job is developing those partnerships so that people can say, hey, I have this thing coming up next week or next month. Can you can you advertise it for us? Absolutely, we'll do that. Happy to do so. Happy to do so. If it's going to get people in town, we're happy to do that. So, Yeah, and it's it's interesting because obviously we, we're, we're kind of winding down here, but um, at, when you work in a chamber or a visitor center, you start traveling differently too. 
Sure so do. like when you're in other communities, you start looking at, at things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and we try to bring that perspective back here then and say, oh, well, what if we changed this or marketed that differently? Because I, hey, I saw it here and that right. really caught my eye. Mm-hmm. So we're constantly in tune to what other communities are doing too. Absolutely. I, I mean, everywhere I go, I pick up a destination guide that they have because there's so many things that um, I see other places and I'm like, well, that'd be kind of cool if we put it in ours. So, um, but, but, yeah, every single time I travel, I'm looking at those things. I try to stop in and talk to them and say, hey, what are you guys doing that's new? Because yeah. we have to remain fresh. And and by seeing other things that are out there, we can remain fresh with our sculpture tour. We can remain fresh with um, the 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 Mabel community celebration. Like we can share those ideas with partners in our community and then keep Menominee at the forefront. Which is our job. That's our job. That's our job. Yes. So, Tammy, anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners before we close out for the day? There's tons of things going on. Um, I did mention the Mabel Community Celebration. We are helping to sponsor that this year, and it's a super event for um, the community to come together and and get some entertainment and try the food trucks and see um, really the gem of the community. So, um, And then we're really excited because spring's coming. Spring is coming. When spring comes, we have golf and we have softball tournaments and we have the lake here to enjoy. So there's lots of things coming, but um, and some new stuff on the horizon. New stuff on new the horizon. New stuff on the horizon, which we're not going to talk about now, but stay tuned mm-hmm. I'm because not there sure are exciting yet. news <laughs> coming for our community. Yes, lots lots of fun things coming up this summer. So um, stay tuned. Check the next podcast. We got some. We have some exciting guests coming up. So um, again, we don't have everything here, but we have something for everyone. Well, Tammy, thank you so much for joining us again today. We Absolutely. love hearing about all the great things that are happening in Menominee, and thank you for the education. I think of just understanding what it is exactly the visitor center side of the Menominee Chamber does. Right, it's fantastic. So, we look forward to you joining us for future episodes. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Don't forget promote those QR codes. And if you have a special event happening in the community, make sure that you're submitting it on exploremenominee.com and we're happy to promote it for you. Thanks for your time today. Thank you.